Hi, welcome to Craft Beer Bucket List with Big Ray and Mike, where we review beers you have to try before you die. Ray, 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 Ray. We're going to start episode 15 of season two of Craft Beer Bucket List. What's up, man? Man, I'm having a great day, Mike. Yeah, did you like my singing intro? Uh, you know what? That touched me in a spot in my heart I didn't even know I had. Yeah, I thought about like doing like beer. Is it good? I like that too. Yeah, I'll come up with something new for every episode just for you. Oh, that's special, buddy. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, here we are again. I've actually uh, I just posted a pregame beer. Uh, so I've been sitting at my desk doing some work and, uh, I had to get a head start. My pregame beer tonight, uh, was by nine band brewing. It's called the badge. It's a honey blonde L and a portion of the proceeds, uh, grow the Chris, Chris Kyle frog foundation. And I know you've had this beer before. Uh, so I just want to give a quick shout out that it's a pretty tasty beer. It's out of Allen, Texas. Um, and we've been to that brewery before, uh, it was been a few years ago. So, uh, that's my pregame beer. I'm liking it. But you know what I like more? I like the beers we're about to have. Heck yeah, man. And uh, speaking of Nine Band Brewing, you know what's crazy, Mike, is they have a small tap house set up at one of the casinos here in Tulsa. Did you know that? Yeah. No, I did not, actually. Yeah. Well, I'd be all for the next time I'm visiting Tulsa for you to remind me that we need to go. Absolutely. Yeah. So. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, good anyway. times. Yeah. So, but you know, do you know what I have in front of me right now, Mike? You have. No, I don't. A solid lineup. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, you, yes, you do. Yes, you do. Tell us what so we're to, tell us what we're drinking, man. I will. So uh, tonight, you and I are going to share a Sunset Amber by the Grand Canyon Brewing Company. And uh, I've got, oh, I'm so excited for this, dude. Um, I've got an Oktoberfest by Coop Ale Works out of Oklahoma City. And you're going to be drinking Hunter, also an Oktoberfest, from the Lost 40 Brewing Company. It is probably my favorite time of year for beers. And I like the darker beers. But during this time of year, we're going to have a, a pretty good, uh, you know, series of beer releases from, you know, the the early Oktoberfest beers to, you know, some of the other darker beers that people are going to release that maybe not Oktoberfest beers, but kind of get into the fall season and then into the pumpkin beers and into the winter beers, like the winter lagers and the, all those. So anyway, like this is, this is my favorite time of year and I'm going to be drinking a lot of beer because, because I can. (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, I'm excited for this episode too, man. I, I think that, you know, I like an amber, a good amber beer. I'm excited to hear what you have to say about your Oktoberfest. And I am pumped to try an Oktoberfest from a brewery in Little Rock, Arkansas. So, oh, anyway. fantastic. Yeah. So, do we want to get started, man? Uh, absolutely. I got something for you. Remember that song? What song was that? What show was that? I got something for you. You know, that reminds me of uh, the Three's Company theme song. Maybe it is, and I'm just not doing it right. Yeah. Come and knock on my door. Oh, yeah, yeah. So here it is. I've got something for you. 
Oh, and I've got something for you, Mike. Yeah, let's hear it. Crisp and awesome. Heck yes. So while you're taking your first drink, I'll kind of uh, spill the beans a little bit on this one. Um, so Grand Canyon Brewing Company out of, I think it said Williams, Arizona, if I remember right. This is uh, one of the beers that they put out in cans. And they have a little, they have a little uh, description that I loved. So I'm going to, I'm just going to read it. It says nothing Do captures it. a warm Grand Canyon sunset quite like our Amber or sun. Okay. I'll start over. Ready? <laughs> it's hard to think about the beer while you're talking about the beer when you just want to drink the beer. All right. Nothing captures a warm Grand Canyon sunset quite like our sunset Amber L. This traditional American Amber L pours a rich red color with bronze and gold highlights. A medium-bodied brew with a high level of sweetness with a malt finish. Crack open your next adventure or sit back, relax, and enjoy the painted skies at sunset. Man, this bear looks pretty good. What do you think? You've, you've been drinking a little bit, right? I have. And so I'm looking at this in a, in my pint glass right now, and it's got a fantastic warm color about it. Like, uh, of course it's a beer, but hearing that and looking at this, it just has like this nice, and I don't want to say earth tone because that's that's not the way to describe it, but just the color, it's it's like, wow, this is really nice. It's what I'd expect from from this kind of ale, an amber ale, and uh, it's like, dude, totally fits the bill, and I love that description. I'm getting a, I'm getting an, an off, what I would call an off taste or a different taste than I expected at the front, and I can't quite describe it yet. No, I'm with you. Um, malty, some kind of weird, not not weird, but a different kind of malt, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Like sugary, not sugary is not the right word. Um, it's just different. I'm with. It's not bad. It's just different. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what that is. So it's not off-putting for me at all. But, but I'm, I'm not just tasting beer. things. You kind of get your kind of with me on that. Uh, I, no, I am. Hmm. So uh, I'm gonna. I want to go out on a limb here, Mike. Yeah, do it. Like uh, some kind of dark caramel. Okay. Maybe. I mean, I don't know how uh, caramel is just, you know, cooked sugar. Um, I don't know if you, I'm not, I, I'm not a sugar pro, but like, isn't like the yeah. longer you cook sugar like that or caramelize it, the darker it gets. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe I'm talking out of my backside here. But no. So I, I'll start off with the one I don't like, and then I'll come back around to what I do like. What I don't like is I think that the, the, the taste up front is a little off-putting to me. Um, the taste on the back end is just fine. But it starts off, you're just, and it's not bad. It's just off for me. Um, I think the other part is, and this is, I haven't said this in a while. I think it's, I think it's a little undercarbonated. So I don't think, I don't know if they're trying to go for like the, the, a little bit smoother, um, feel, you know, uh, if they're going for like a smooth mouth feel kind of thing, um, which it, it works, but I think it needs a little bit more carbonation, but uh, no, I'd have to agree with you on that. It's, it's just a tad flat for me. I do think so what I, what I think about this beer is I think a lot of people 
um, would enjoy it. I think it's a, a very easygoing taste, uh, you know, the, the very medium body. So it's not too heavy, um, which is what, what ambers are all about. Right. Kind right. of straddling that line. Um, I think, you know, a lot of people could uh, try this and enjoy it, uh, whether they like a, a hoppy beer or a very light lager or whatever. So it's kind of that middle ground. And I think this fits the bill. Um, I think it tastes fine overall, right? And it's kind of like we've talked about with other beers is, you know, when you say amber, you know, and amber is a little bit more loose than some of them. But when you say amber, you're expecting a certain thing. And I I think that, uh, you know, they're they're generally there. Uh, Maybe maybe that's just like, you know, balancing that flavor from the front to the back a little bit more. So it's not like a, you know, you don't get that flavor right up front and then it quickly dissipates. Maybe, you know, round it out, I guess. I don't know. Does that make sense? Am I making sense? No, no that makes sense. Yeah. So I think I mean, it drinks is, fine. Oh, it does. You know, for me, this is a definitely malt forward beer. It's very malty. Uh, there's yeah. no bitterness at all. Uh, like the IBUs on this, I, I couldn't find, but it's got to be super low. It's like there's no hoppy, you know, anything with this, uh, which is fine. I think that lends to some of the the, the smoothness in the mouthfeel of this beer. It's incredibly yeah. smooth. I'd be user silky. two, two. Okay, no, I just made that up. Oh, I'm like all right, I'll, I would believe it. <laughs> so it's like I know this five point four percent ABV, uh, which I think is on point uh, for what they've gone for here. But I'm with you. I think it's a little undercarbonated. Um, but the, the aroma is nice. It has fantastic lacing again in my pint glass, uh, you know, light head on it. Uh, so it pours well, uh, I like all of those things, uh, but I'm with you. It's just a tad off for the style. Um, but overall, it, this thing is still delicious. I'm not going to say anything terrible about it. Yeah. I, I tell you something I really like is I really like the can art. Um, you know, and, and I like more of the earth tone type stuff. And so everything they've done with this can art kind of makes me think of the Southwest. Um, oh, absolutely. General, uh, from the colors to the, the graphics, to the font. Um, I, I think the can art's really well done. And I think, you know, whether this is, and I, I haven't had you, you gave me this beer. Um, so I haven't had any of the other beers. So I don't know if they've got similar can art and just kind of alter it a little bit per beer or if they have a complete changeover as far as can art goes for each beer, but I really like it. You know, it's got the, the, the tones, the feel when you, when I, when I look at it, I can kind of feel that dry dustiness of the Southwest. You know what I mean? No, no, absolutely. And I remember Mike, I found this beer, uh, on my trip to the grand Canyon earlier this year and, uh, out of the West, you know, there's an East and a West entrance to the park. And we were going down south um, out of the west side of the park, going back down to uh, I-40. We stopped at a convenience store. There's like a little tourist trap kind of town, if you will. And uh, at this convenience store slash general store, they had a quite a selection of craft beer. I was surprised. And I saw the Grand Canyon Brewing Company. And I'm like, dude, I have to buy a beer from the Grand Canyon Brewing Company right after leaving the Grand Canyon. Yeah. And it was it was exactly the can art that caught my eye because it... Reminds me of the movie Tombstone, mm-hmm. you know, which was set in Arizona. You know, a good clip south of the Grand Canyon, of course, but still, it's it's Arizona. 
And I thought, this is fantastic. I've got to pick up some of these and bring them back for the podcast. Um, so, so, so have you ever, you've been out West and like you can, and you go around and you can kind of taste that dry dust as it's oh, yeah. circling through the air. That's what I, when I, when I see this can, that's what I kind of think of. And I, th- I think having that connection to a memory for me specifically does a lot for me. And it really, you know, it sets the mood like this is, this would, and I, and I just, you know, I'm sitting here in my home office right now, but I could really see myself like, you know, if you're out there doing some work, uh, in the dry heat and you got this sitting in the cooler on some ice and you kind of get done and you're like, Ooh, this would, this, you could kill this and you would love it. You're right. And, uh, I know when you're hot, things taste better, but this just has the perfect, uh, type. This is the perfect type beer to just crush when it's cold and you're, uh, got you know got that dry throat and you're just looking for something that tastes great and goes down easy yeah so i know you're i know you're so can i change the subject just a, a smidge um, go for it you, you're a tombstone fan and we all i don't know we all know this i know this did you ever see uh that movie 310 to yuma um oh may, maybe in early 2000s i don't know something like that oh the the remake <laughs> yeah 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 it had uh, christian bell in it Christian Bale, yep. Yeah, dude, what'd you think of movie. that? Yeah, did you like that, dude? That was that was very. I, I felt like it was is Chris uh, Christian Bale and um, uh, 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 Russell Crowe. Yeah, right? Russell Crowe is the bad guy. It's odd to see him in that type of role, but he killed it. Yeah, I just thought it was. I thought it was really cool. It was that, yeah. and uh, so so Tombstone's great. Every, I, I think everybody would agree with that, right? But I think that oh, that three ten yeah. to Yuma. Uh, open range with Kevin Costner and then um, tr- the newest true grit um, are, are some of my favorite uh, Western type movies. I mean, of the recent ones, right? Sure. You got any add to that? Uh, no, no. Of things that are set in Arizona. I can't think of one off the top of my head now. I mean, well, true no. grit wasn't set in Arizona. That was in, you know, Oh, true. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but no, still, um, no, I'm drawing blanks, man. Yeah. Escape no. from L.A. I don't know. What? <laughs> <laughs> Complete sarcasm. Um, <laughs> what's the What's the one that Will Smith was in that was supposed to be a western? Oh, Wild Wild <laughs> West. Yeah, Wild Wild West. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I guess that fits. I don't know. Um, what was that? Is it the man who shot Liberty Balance? Is that that was a oh? I remember that mm. one. I'm trying to think of other westerns that I've that I can remember. Uh, I mean, we all know the western Blazing Saddles, right? <laughs> right. Oh, oh, absolutely. Oh, I mean, there's man. no shortage of westerns. I mean, we could like cowboys yeah. versus aliens. Oh, that's um, not a western. Give me, get out of here. <laughs> okay. oh so, what God. about? I mean, this is kind of a stretch, yeah. but it'll speak to the nerds out there. Uh, Firefly. I can't. I don't remember seeing that. So I mean, that that was a, a series. Uh, only only one season. Oh, um, really? and they okay. came out with the a movie to kind of tie it all together and it just left so much room for, for other movies and more series that didn't go anywhere, but it's called Serenity. 
Yeah. And uh, of course, it's a Western themed show in the future in outer space. Okay. But it could have easily been filmed in Arizona and uh, it, it would have worked. But fantastic show. If you haven't seen it, Mike, you're missing out, dude. Uh, I'll have to check it out. Yeah. So, so before we move on, when I, when I think of this, when I think of, when I think of Western movies and I, and the, the ideas that come to mind, this beer would pair well with Western movies, right? I just think it would. Yes, it would. Um, just to get you in the mood. Um, but what we got, what we got to do is we got to pair this with a food and give it a rating. Um, yes. So I'm going to let you go first on that. Yeah. So for me uh, personally, uh, this is going to go on my craft beer bucket list. I'll just say that uh, I would give this a 7.5. Uh, where I enjoyed it. I'm with you. It's totally crushable. I could kill a handful of these. It's not my favorite uh, for an amber ale, but still very respectable. Uh, I highly encourage everyone else to give one of these a shot. And by one, I mean a 12 pack, a sixer, <laughs> just however you buy your beer. Yeah. Um, so I think overall respectable uh, that, you know, I'm with you though, that that taste at the front is a bit off putting for, for me with an amber ale and that's fine. Uh, overall still crushable dude i'm with you on a hot day this would be fantastic especially in the dry desert air of arizona yeah um, but for me a food pairing with this uh, my first thought i want a buffalo burger dude I, okay. I want that that dry fantastic meat um, i love buffalo it, it tends to be a little dry for folks who've never had it it has a low fat content so you don't get a lot of grease like you would out of uh, beef but dude, yeah. the flavor is is fantastic. Uh, I want like a huge pickle spear with it, and I want some jalapeno chips to go with it. All right. So no no fancy food, but I want like no. a like a serious double patty buffalo burger. I want all the buffalo with this. All right, all right. What yeah, about nice. you? Uh, you know, I've, I've I've tried to think about this in a couple different scenarios of what what I think I would want. Um. I, I think, I think a burger would be good, right? But I'm just sitting there thinking, like, man, I, I really think like if you had breakfast for dinner, right? So if you had some like sausage and uh, fried eggs over medium uh, and a biscuit, and then you had this beer on the side, hmm. um, and I don't know why that's sticking in my head, but that's where I'm at. So that's what I'll go with. I, I'll say breakfast for dinner. Uh, sausage, not bacon, uh, eggs over medium huh. with maybe some hash browns or a biscuit or something like that. So, man, I want that, but I want the camp cookie to make it like the, the dude with the food wagon when yeah. they were blazing trails. Like I want that crusty old dude with the handlebar mustache making that gravy, bro. Yeah. And like just those like drop biscuits, not like biscuits, like we get at the restaurant at home, but just like the old school drop biscuits, bro. Yeah. Wow. Now I want your food pairing with this. Mm, you got my mind just rolling. Yeah. So, and to, to round that off, I would, I would probably give this a, a seven out of 10. Um, I think it's, it's a good beer. Um, I think, you know, I just like it to be a little bit more balanced, uh, across the front to the back and a, maybe a smidge more carbonated, but, uh, I think it's definitely drinkable and I think it's, uh, you know, definitely something that can bridge some gaps as far as people who drink different types of beer and they're looking for a common, common ground. Yep. I got, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. What about, what you, did you rate it? I did. So I gave it a 7.5. That's right. You know what? That's right. You did. All right. Thanks for paying attention, Mike. <laughs> well, you know, 
What? Now that my feelings are hurt, I think we need to just take a break. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, but you know something that I don't, Mike. Are you ready for a question? No. Okay, good. Neither am I. <laughs> Ray, oh, Ray. Welcome back to our podcast. I can't sing, but I try. Ray's drinking Coop Ale Works Oktoberfest. Right? Uh, yeah, I'm waiting for my ears to stop bleeding before I talk. <laughs> I told you I was going to keep singing to you, so I thought I'd oh, carry on. Oh, man. Ooh, I'll get some cotton balls next episode. Yeah, so, you know, we talked about this at the beginning. <laughs> I love... Yeah, whatever, dude. I'm going to carry on. I'm going to act like you're not insulting me. <laughs> so, I'm just going to ignore it. Um, if you act like it doesn't exist, it, it doesn't exist. That's, <laughs> I, I learned this from the President of the United States. You just got to act like it's not happening. Oh, yeah, it's it's <laughs> true. You can't argue Zing. facts. Um, so anyway, uh, th- like I said before, this is one of my favorite times of year because we get Oktoberfest and we both got an Oktoberfest beer here. So, uh, I'm going to crack mine and a drink while, uh, you crack yours and tell me what it's all about. All right. We'll do man. Wow. That was a good one. Yeah. Not bad. Right. Mm. I can hear you drinking that by the way. Oh, dude, it's, this is a good beer. <laughs> so I know mine's going to be good. Um, I, I bought a sixer of these and I've already had most of them. Uh, th- this may be my, no, I've got one left in the beer fridge in my, in my office here. Dude, you cheater, um, cheater, Oktoberfest drinker. What? I don't know. I, okay, how, go ahead. How am I cheating? I'm, I'm bringing one on. I know is good. And, uh, you know, it's like, they're not, they're not all first time drinks, Mike. We know that. Yeah. All right. So you got you got the Oktoberfest from Coopel Works, which is uh, an Oklahoma brewery, uh, and their Oktoberfest is a five point six sits at five point six ABV. Uh, what are you feeling over there? Dude, amaze me! I'm amazing. amazing. I'm a huge, huge fan of this beer, Mike. Yeah, I am. And so th- this one comes in like you said, five point six ABV. It hits. Uh, it's got twenty IBUs. And I'm not sure how it got that much. Like as I drink this, I don't get really any hops out of this one. I mean, just like the last beer that we drank, it's not hop forward at all. But dude, this is a freaking Oktoberfest. Yeah. And uh, you taste it, and you know exactly what it is. There's no questioning it. Um, it's like, dude. I mean, this has the Munich malt and the Bavarian hops that you want. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, these are very traditional German yeast. And dude. This makes me want to do the chicken dance and have some Wiener schnitzel and just, uh, I want to go buy a later hose and Mike, we talked about this earlier in the season. You know, I found out I'm uh, about 40% German or French and German combined. Yeah. And, uh, dude, this speaks to my DNA roots. I didn't know I had until not long ago. <laughs> so I'm going to second, and I think other people would enjoy, would, would join me in, join in with me. To say you absolutely need to buy later hosen. I've got some later hosen, and I think what we need to do is, because um, uh, so nobody's doing Oktoberfest stuff this year, right? So right. what we sh- what we what we should do is identify um, where we want to be next Oktoberfest. And I know that we're both in this close enough proximity. We should we could do Tulsa fairly easily. 
But I think what we should do, and I'm just, I mean, this is just coming off the top of my head. What I think we should do is we should both wear later hosen, but I think we should have a beard off. Oh. So we pick, we pick a time at some point, maybe it's uh, April, May, June, July. I could grow a beard pretty quick. So um, I'm fair game to ha- do this whenever, but we pick a point in time and we say, starting now, we are both clean shaven or, you know, I'd say no guard with the clippers. That's as close as I like to get, right? Um, but we do that. And then by Oktoberfest, we show up and we have our uh, later hosen. We have our beards. Uh, and um, we go about having, we commence to having beer. And mm. uh, whoever wins the beard off, I don't know, gets a pat on the back. Wow. I just, it's a challenge. I know the challenge is all a big rage, but it, so Coop from Oklahoma, I'm sure they're at the Tulsa Oktoberfest, which is one of the bigger Oktoberfests in the United States. It is. Um, I love the Lindy Oktoberfest. Free plug to the Lindy Oktoberfest. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, I think we show up and, uh, and we can talk more offline about this, but, uh, we, we could make it a thing where we have a beard off. You know what? That's a, you you know, in our 20 plus years of friendship, Mike, we have never done that. So why not now? Like I'm, I'm game. I'm game. And our listeners out there, hold our feet to the fire. Remind us. I think we should put our pictures of that on social media and uh, track our progress as the beards grow back. Yeah. Uh, So uh, why not? Full disclosure. I did not come up with the idea of beard off. Um, It comes from an SNL and this is, you know, this is not a paid endorsement or whatever, uh, I love SNL. So in SNL a long time ago, uh, Will Ferrell was playing the George W. Bush president. Uh, and he was making fun of, he was challenging Saddam Hussein to a beard off. And, uh, it was pretty funny cause he was like, I can't win because my beard comes in all patchy. But anyway, that's where I got the, <laughs> that's where the original idea comes from. So, but yeah, we should do that and we can talk more offline about yeah. it. But for right now, okay. tell us more about your beer. I'm sorry. I got off track. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're fine, man. This is it's fun. It's fun. I'm sure the listeners will appreciate that. Uh, but dude, this is another malt forward beer. It's fantastic. It's got some light sweetness about it. Um, it's gonna have some some bready type notes, if you will. Uh so yeah. I, I certainly am a big fan of that. Uh, and again, I, I, as I drink this, I'm looking for the hops and uh, my taste bros aren't picking them up. And maybe it's just the way it's blended, but it's not hop forward. Maybe it's because I'm so used to an IPA and those big punchies in the tongue. I'm always talking about, uh, but I, I don't get that from this beer and I'm fine with it. Everything else about it is just phenomenal. Yeah. Um, as I'm taking this down, it, it's incredibly smooth. It's another silky beer. Um, incredible mouthfeel. Um, and I like this. Uh, it's very consistent, at least for me, front to back. I'm not picking up a flavor in the front and something different, you know, on the back end. Uh, so I'm, I'm enjoying that. But, dude, the color in this is just like, dude, this is such a good-looking beer. Uh, and, and, you know, when I look at the can art and, um, on this, I mean, the color on the, of the can very much emulates the color of the beer. Uh, it's not exact, okay. no doubt, but uh, I like that. Yeah. Um, and speak of can art, it's very, it's a, it's a fun play on a traditional artwork for Oktoberfest, right? 
Yeah. He's got a cool little bear here in the shape of a letter K and he's holding his stein and uh, he looks angry, but you can tell he's just intense. He probably just told all his beer bros probst and uh, he's about to guzzle this. Just like you're about to guzzle it. Just like, no, I'm, no, I'm enjoying this dude. I'm not, I'm not shotgunning this beer. I'm not going to, you know, slow roll it or nurse it, but I'm uh, taking my time a little bit with this. <laughs> Man, we 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 could talk about that later. Like, which the best beers to slow roll? Uh, yeah. What's the best beers to just shotgun and get over with and all that? Right. Um, very good. Uh, so, uh, what about food pairings and a rating? Where, where where do you fall with each of those? So I'm gonna rate this one high, Mike. I'm gonna give this. Uh, I'm probably gonna give this a nine. Oh, out shit. of ten. All right. Like 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 yeah. Um, oh hell yeah. All right. For the st- for the style, it's like spot on. The flavors there. I want more and more of these. Um, it's a solid effing beer, dude. All right. I can't find anything wrong with this. Um, not that I want to, but I wouldn't be doing it a service if I didn't try to find a little something here to nitpick. And my only bad thing to say is I'm not getting any hop flavor out of it. And uh, for me, that's fine. Um, on this. So this is not an IPA. I don't expect it to be hot forward. Um, but it's, it's just good, dude. Solid, solid beer. Coop nailed this one in my opinion. All right. Dang. Well, I, I, it's hard to follow up that, uh, that review. Um, but I'm going to try. Yeah. So, but a food pairing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Go. No, no, you're fine. Uh, Man, a beer at this level needs more than a, a burger, Mike. Um, of course, it, yeah. just we're talking so about like pepperoni Fest. pizza or something. Give me a break. Uh, no, <laughs> no. Um, man, this is tough. This is gonna. This needs some. So, and of course, it, everyone would probably expect me to say a brat or a Wiener Schnitzel um, or, or something along those lines. And yeah. as much as this beer would pair phenomenally with those, I want something a little more. Uh, I'm trying to think of something that I would want to dress up a little bit to go sit down and eat with this beer and uh, not just a steak or lobster, but just something like, damn, that was good. And I'm drawn just a bit of a blank. You're like, what food can I put with this to a beer, of this caliber? I already, uh, know what I already know what beer or what food I'm going to pair with my beer. So I can't <laughs> tell you. No, no, that's fine. Um, you know what? I would go with a tomahawk steak with this. A tomahawk steak? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, they're they're always they're overpriced because they leave that long bone in, and that's fine. But dude, you get one of those things cut two inches thick and you cook it over an open fire. And uh if you go someplace that has like some high end sides, this would be this is the beer or one of the beers I think I would drink with that. Sounds fine to me. I mean, it's your it's your food pairing. You get to do what you yeah. want. No, sure. But no, this this needs something a little more special, dude. And uh, having that that steak you don't mind paying 60 bucks for or more, depending on where you go. Yeah. Um, and it's a great fall time cut of meat, in my opinion, just because you don't want a thin tomahawk steak. One, it doesn't really exist because you get the whole damn rib bone attached to it. Yeah. Um, but no, you just want a slab of meat, dude. And some heavy, delicious sides, and just the coop Oktoberfest. 
So you're going to give it a nine and That's, you're going to pair it with a tomahawk steak, a thick cut tomahawk steak I, cooked over absolutely. an open fire. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. yeah, man. All right. That sounds like a good deal. Yeah, I think so. I think I know what I'm having for dinner this weekend now. I know yeah. what beer I'm going to drink with it. So I'm having Hunter or The Hunter. The Hunter, Oktoberfest from Lost 40 Brewing, and it's out of uh, Little Rock. So being new to this area, I'm still exploring, right, and picking up local local brews. And uh, so I picked up some Lost 40 beers, and I've, uh, I've had several different ones. And I saw the Oktoberfest was out, and I got giddy. I was like, heck yeah. So oh, yeah. I grabbed this. Um, so what I'll say about this beer is I think this has a really good balance about it from the smell to the taste to the mouthfeel, everything, right? So overall, it's got great balance. Um, it's got some uh, some maltiness to it, some uh, toasted caramel um, with with the, the malty bready stuff. Um, it's got a very light um, orange lemony essence kind of flowing in the background to me, for me. Um, and I'll say it's, it's, you know, it's a medium bodied beer, which I expected. I, I think that the thing I like about this the most is the balance from front to back. I think it's just the minute you take a drink to the minute you're done, it's well done. And it, it, it's, it, it's going to go down real easy. So it's a 6.1%, uh, October fest beer. Um, I think you can only get it here in Arkansas, um, so it's throughout the state. I think it's a solid, solid Oktoberfest. So, you know, overall, um, I'm going to give it uh, an 8.5. No, that dude, that's uh, a rock-solid score. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's hard to follow up with a 9. I think 8.5, and I think, I think an 8.5 in my book uh, means that it's a really, really good representation of the style. Um which I like. It doesn't do anything crazy or new. So that's why it's not higher than that. But I'll say this, that's kind of why I like it as well. So in my mind, an 8.5 is a, if here is actually a phenomenal score. I think it's, um, you know, if we are basing it based just on traditional style guidelines and, or what I call traditional style, you know, like, you know, is this, is it how good of an American Oktoberfest beer is this? And it'd probably go a little higher. So That's I'm, right. but I'll settle at 8.5. So, um, 8.5 and, you know, I, th- I think it's a, a solid beer. If you get a chance to pick it up, you definitely need to do it. Yeah. No, I'm, you know, uh, I've got a business trip coming up where I've got to go to Georgia and I'll be going right through little rock. So, uh, I think I have a spot, uh, to get, to grab a new beer for me is I've not had one of these myself. Yeah. So I want to try one now. Yeah. Uh, so a food pairing I've been thinking about, so, when we cracked our beers and I started drinking, I knew exactly what I was going to pair with this beer. Uh, tell me. It is a really, really dang thick pork chop. Uh, uh, yeah, really thick pork chop, but I don't want it grilled. I want it, I want it, well, I want it seared and then broiled. So mm. seared to make it crisp on the outside, but you know, uh, keep that, uh, the, the, the flavors and, you know, the, the moistness and all that kind of stuff in there. So as it cooks, it's just, you know, really marinating that meat real well. Yeah. And, uh, lock those juices in. Yeah. Lock the juices in. So, uh, and you know, you season a pork chop just right. And I'm talking a thick pork chop, Ray. 
not no half inch or inch pork chop. I'm talking three or four inch pork chop. Wow. Yeah. I mean, yes. I mean, I'm talking like a, a pork chop. You're going to be like, man, I don't know if I can finish this pork chop. All right. So I think it's going to go well with this beer. And that's what I'm going to stick to. I think it's, you know, we'll do a pork chop. Um, and maybe, you know, if you've got some extra, extra time on your hands, maybe do some German potato salad, uh, and go from there. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to follow this up with saying this though. I said, you know, we, we talk about what food we pair with it. I think for both of these, I, I think honestly, if you've got polka music playing in the background, you're really doing it right. Uh, yeah. So I I'm going to, can I challenge you? Can I challenge you to something? Can you make, uh, the outro, uh, polka music? Is that something you could do? I can absolutely do that. And I will. Okay. Uh, so when this airs, uh, we're going to have some polka in the background. Uh, dude, I like that. Heck yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Sweet. That's all I got, man. I, you know, so to, to kind of recap, we both had the Grand Canyon Sunset Amber, um, which uh, you picked up on your recent trip, uh, vac- vacay. Um, we gave it a 7.5 and a 7. Uh, both uh, great scores. Put that on the bucket list. Um, you had the Coop Works Oktoberfest, which you really enjoy. You gave it a 9 and talked really great about this beer. And then I followed up with Lost 40s, The Hunter, which is an Oktoberfest as well, uh, gave it an 8.5. Um, that's three beers up, three beers down that you're going to put on the craft beer bucket list as beers you got to try before you die, man. Absolutely right, Mike. Yeah. So thanks so much for an awesome episode. Dude, we have fun every week that we do this, but this one tonight, for whatever reason, was just extra special. And uh, so thank you for, for helping facilitate that, Mike. Uh, but to all of our listeners, you guys make this special as well. Uh, of course, we have fun doing this, but man, when we get to your guys' interaction in those posts and the tags on Instagram, that just means the world to us. So thank you for that. All of you guys that give us five stars on Apple, Google, Stitcher, just wherever you get your podcast, that means the world to us as well. That really helps motivate and drive us to keep making incredible content and trying new beers. So also be sure to check out the website and the social medias for all of the beers and the breweries that we featured on this episode and all of our other episodes as well. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. The thumbs up, the likes, and the shares. And uh, as always, please, please, please never drink and drive, but do drink local. And we'll see you all in the next episode. Have a great day. Good night, y'all. Adios. Adios.